Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This morning, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we find ourselves coming to the end of the continuing debates and great feud between Jesus and Pharisee just after Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. This morning, Jesus gets personal. He gets personal with the Pharisees. He condemns their very being, the way they dress and act. The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat, so practice and observe whatever they tell you, but not what they do. For they preach, but do not practice. They bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with their finger. They do all the deeds to be seen by men. They make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. So, let's get this straight, that Jesus does not condemn what they are teaching Practice and observe what they tell you, Jesus says. But he is extremely harsh, blunt, and pointed in judging the manner of their lives. Do not do what they do. Jesus, in essence, calls them hypocrites, shams, and frauds. Our Lord is particularly harsh when calling attention to their dress. And he calls them out on two counts. The first is they have broad phylacteries. Now, um, that's not a common word, so I'll talk about it a bit. A phylactery is a type of leather box or pouch that is connected to a long leather strap. And in the box, there are small strips of paper upon which are written verses of the Torah, the laws of Moses. Now, the faithful Jewish person wears the phylactery when praying, and they place this box or pouch containing the paper with the Torah written on it on their forehead. And then they wrap the long strap across their heart, around their chest, and then down their arm. Now they'd wear the phylactery to solemnly remind themselves of the duty of keeping the commandments of God both in our head and in the heart. The Pharisees went to extraordinary means to make theirs ornate and decorative. The long fringes are twisted bits of wool that are just like the fringes on anyone, on garments, a lot of garments. And they hung from their prayer mantles, prayer shawls. If you imagine a modern day Jewish rabbi, the white and blue prayer shawl you might see. Now the fringes are to remind the person in prayer of the law of Moses. So the Pharisees would go to extraordinary lengths to create intricate and ornate prayer garments. All this with the purpose of showing the world, showing others how much the law of Moses means to their lives. But yet, in their actions and efforts, Jesus says the things they do are worthless and only stand to show them for what they truly are. Shams, frauds. So, if you hadn't guessed it by now, it's no wonder that Jesus doesn't fare too well in Jerusalem. Hard to call someone a sham and a fraud And end up in good shape. Now Jesus also says a thing that is somewhat controversial in our region. And has been controversial over the years. But you are not to be called rabbi. 
For you have one teacher, and you are all brethren. And call no man on call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called masters, for you have one master, the Christ. And so here we are this morning. Father Jeff in the pulpit. Many of the men in the congregation called father by their children. I'm assuming all of the men in the congregation called father by their children. And all of us call somebody father, dad. And further still, the Greek words used for master and teacher translate into modern English as teacher, as professor, as doctor. Now, there are those among us who are teachers, who are professors, who are doctors. And I'm pretty sure that all of us at one time or another have called somebody one of these titles. So, have we defied the teachings of Jesus? Are we ourselves guilty of being frauds and hypocrites? I propose... The thesis this morning that we are not and that there is a specific reason that Jesus condemns the Pharisees and said what he said and does not apply universally I propose that Jesus condemned the Pharisees because they subverted the place and position of God Almighty as the foundation for the law of Moses that is to say the Pharisees interpreted the law and taught, interpreted and taught the law of Moses in a manner in which God did not intend. They laid up hard and heavy burdens, too much to bear, and then saw themselves as being above or apart from the law and not having to carry those same burdens they pronounced on others. So in essence, they pretended to the place of God. They saw themselves as God's. We're still left with an unanswered question, though. Why then do we call our parents mother and father? Why do we call people teacher and professor and doctor? It is not, I hope, to try and take the place of God, to pretend to the place of God, to act in the place of God. Rather, I hope we use these titles in a sacramental manner or in a way that points to God through Jesus Christ. For we as a church do have one head, one Lord, one master, Jesus Christ, and we are all brothers and sisters. Everything we do should and is under the guidance and guardianship of our Lord. Everything we do should be a sacramental extension of the life Jesus gives us. Now, to better explain this, allow me to turn or to read to you a bit of the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Chapter 3. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, (laughs) that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have power to comprehend with all the saints What is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. 
For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named. St. Paul is, in a very complicated manner, perhaps, but a manner nonetheless, explaining that the human family, every family on earth, is an extension, is named from God, is an extension of the glory of God. Foundationally, man and woman are created in the image and likeness of God. They bear the image of God. And that image and likeness shine forth through them. Now we as Catholic Christians, Anglicans, Episcopalians live sacramental lives. We live lives and we profess and believe that God's grace and glory is all around us. That the physical realm and spiritual realm are interwoven. They break through. They're not separate. God's grace can be found, is found in the ordinary things of life. God's creation itself. In humanity, in our relationship, in simple things we use on Sunday morning, such as bread and wine and water. That's a sacramental life. So then start with me, your parish priest. My life and my ministry are really nothing more than an extension, a sacramental extension of the grace and love of Jesus Christ. That is to say, any authority I may have, any role or duty I may be given to undertake, this is tethered, anchored by a sacramental connection to our Lord and Savior. Now, to put that in different terms, the parish priest is giving the duty of giving life, new life, a spiritual life to others, to begetting life. The parish priest gives spiritual birth to others through the sacrament of baptism, through the administration of the church's sacraments, through preaching and teaching, through spiritual counsel, instruction, and prayer. So parish priests are often called father as an extension of the family of God. And because of their duty, they give spiritual life to a family. Now, this idea that Paul speaks about is most prominently seen in the human family itself. And unless you all want a 30-minute sermon, and I'm assuming you don't, (laughs) I'll bracket this off and we'll speak only of the Christian family and the Christian. So, within Christianity or the faith we proclaim, a man and a woman come together. They take vows in the church before God and become husband and wife, one flesh. They become the image of Christ and his church, the image of divine love. And when it is God's will, they beget and bear children. They procreate. They participate in God's creative love, in God's creation itself. Their fatherhood, their motherhood are an extension, a sacramental showing of the glory and the love And the goodness of God. When their children call them mother, father, mom, dad, mama, daddy. It is because their children see something of God in them. It is rightly so because they share in the life and the love of God. Their fatherhood and motherhood find a rightful place and a name because of God. 
not because of their acting apart or separate from God or anything they do on their own devices. They are an extension of God's love. And it's the same thing with teachers, professors, and doctors. Their ministries and vocations rightly find their place as an extension of God as well. When they dispense wisdom, when they practice their art and their craft, when they dispense knowledge, it comes from God and is an extension of God and should be tethered to God. They should be a sacramental window, an icon, an image that points to God. Now, when this is abused and people act apart from the wisdom and grace of God, when they become untethered, they too, like the Pharisee, become frauds and shams. They become distorted and less than they should or could be. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, let this be our lesson for today. We are sacramental instruments of God. We should, therefore, live lives in which God's grace and love emanates from our very being. We should live lives wherein the roles and the titles we bear and are given point to and find their true home in the family of God. If we are fathers, our fatherhood should be an extension and likeness of God our Father. If we are mothers, our motherhood should be an extension and likeness of the goodness of God. The mothering of God. If we are teachers, professors, students, no matter what our role or vocation be, if we are Christian, then our lives should be an extension and a sacrament that radiates God's grace, dispenses God's grace and love to others and to all. So let us commit then this morning to living sacramental lives. Lives that show forth and are an extension of the glory, grace, mercy, and love of God. Let us live lives that show and point others to God's love. For in these things, no matter what our title or duty in life be, we will become what we were meant to be and we will show others to the love and to the mercy of God. And that is a good thing. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.